This is episode 17 of the Evolve Marriage Podcast. Today we're talking about how Eric, that's me, how I use our marriage to feel good about myself, which sucks for Kate. Sometimes. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> How are you feeling, Kate? I'm feeling a little bit hyper, a little bit hyper. I'm mm-hmm. having trouble staying in my socks today. I'm just like, woo! Like six cups of coffee hyper. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. No, I had a really great day. I'm feeling very energized. Lots of energy. Woo. Must be woo. nice. Woo. 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 You can't see me right now, but I'm doing like a tribal move. Uh, How are you feeling, Eric? Uh... <laughs> overwhelmed with the amount of energy <laughs> that you're bringing to this podcast. <laughs> no, I feel uh, calm, peaceful. <laughs> Completely opposite yeah, of me. <laughs> this like, our, our relationship right now is like those two bulldogs and Looney Tunes, like the <laughs> strong, silent, slow one, and mm-hmm. like the one that just keeps bouncing up and down beside yeah. him. Yeah. I feel at peace. I feel totally calm. Good. Um, I feel great. Yeah. Good. So today we're talking about... Um, we're talking about you, we're talking Eric. talking about me. We're going to share what's been going on for us mm-hmm. live right now um, in our lives. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I, really, this topic came from obviously myself and what I've been experiencing lately, but it really came from a lot of conversations I've been having with men around mm-hmm. this theme where when when men feel disconnected to themselves, which I, f- I felt, and I can go a li- more, little bit more into that. Um, but when they feel disconnected to themselves, they typically, you know, use the relationship, try to use the relationship, specifically sex, mm-hmm. um, to try to feel validated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like, you know, getting a fix to feel better. Right. Um, yeah. And so that was showing up uh, for us in our marriage because I was in a place where, you know, business-wise, uh, I was doing something completely out of my comfort zone and, and growing my coaching business, which was scary, um, with the kids being in summer and you being at home. And I guess there was this, there was this loss of control Mm -hmm. for me going through a major transition. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, health wise, I was doing fine, right. I wasn't doing great. I didn't feel like anything was really dialed in. Mm -hmm. And so what that translated to was for me looking to you, to make me feel good. Yeah, and without really telling me, right? right. Yep, 100%. <laughs> so yeah, you are expecting me to make you feel good in the exact same in the exact way you wanted me to make you feel good, and I had no idea. So I was just going off with my life. <laughs> yeah, and maybe not I don't know that I've necessarily expected it. I think I wanted it. Okay. And I think deeper than that, I wanted you to figure it out. Mm. on your own because because I think what was happening and I think this happens for a lot of men but it was happening for me in that moment is you know me bringing it up me initiating sex me trying to connect with you in that way or asking for you to caretake for me right in different ways and asking for help um it felt really scary to me because because it was you know I guess I didn't want it to be another thing that I sucked at Mm. you know I think I would have in that moment, uh, the story in my head was that if I tried to initiate sex with you and it wasn't amazing, that 
this was another thing that I wasn't good at. Mm. This was another thing that I struggled at. And this was another story that validated what was going on in my head, which is I'm not good enough. Right. And you were struggling already in your day-to-day life with creating this new business plan and whatever was going on with you personally in your life. And so you have already, you were already feeling that struggle. So for you to also feel it in our relationship, that must've been really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think what was probably happening and, you know, I'd love your perception on how you (laughs) viewed me over the last three weeks or so, but what was happening in the moments is because I was kind of waiting, hoping, you know, that, that you would see what I wanted. You would guess what I wanted and connect with me when that wasn't happening. Um, my frustration was building Mm. and I, it was very hard for me to take ownership of that frustration in that situation. Um, so that frustration was coming out in other ways, right? right? And I was taking it out either on you through passive aggressiveness. Nitpicking. I, yeah, I was maybe doing it with the kids. You know, part of me also was completely avoiding things, mm-hmm. right? Where I, you know, you would like bring the kids to the park and you'd be like, you want to come with me? And I would just like sulk in the basement right. and be like, no, I'm just going to like sit here and like read this book on my right. own. Right, or you would come, but you would stand completely at the other end of the park when we were socializing with the normal people we usually so socialize with at the park, you were isolating yourself alone at the other end of the park. Yep. And I guess in those moments, I see you as isolating. So I see you as, wow, he, he needs time to process whatever he's going through right now. So for me, when I see you like that, what happens in my mind is I'm going to give him the time to process whatever it is that he needs to process and when he's ready to talk about it or when he's ready to open up, um, I, I'll let him. Because maybe it's just because I don't like it when people do it to me, but when I'm processing things or I'm trying to figure things out, it really bothers me when people are like, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Talk to me about what's right. going on. Do you want to talk about this? And I'm just like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, would you leave me alone? And I process things better by myself. So I think when I see you processing things, I automatically assume that you want to be alone because I want to be alone when I'm processing. So uh, oftentimes when I see you like that, I just give you the space. And in those moments, you know, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily processing. I think what's probably happening is I need a certain form of caretaking. Mm-hmm. And because I am not at a place where I can, in that moment, give that to myself, I long for it for you in a lot of ways you were supporting me, right? By Mm. giving me that space and by allowing me to figure it out. I don't know that it would have been as healthy for you to just come to me and try to get me out of that. Right. You know, because I think what we've found in our relationship oftentimes is when, you know, one of us, when I see you struggling or when you see me struggling and we kind of jump in to try to help solve and and the other person feels better, Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually get to the root of what the issue is. So that issue will just come back again. Right. Right. It's almost like we're, I mean, in a sense, it's a bit buffering. Like it's a bit kind of avoiding the situation and just being like, Hey, here's a reminder of how great your life is. Just forget about this feeling. Yeah. Um, And it never truly gets us out of it. Right. Right. And so I think in the moment, you know, looking back, maybe what was best and I don't know, but I mean, maybe what was best was to create that space. Right. Because I don't know. You to work through those emotions on your own. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think in the moment, if you try, would have tried to create that space for me and you weren't in a place where you could sit in that fire, I probably would have sucked you right in. 
Oh right? yeah. Oh, I, for sure. You would have like fell, fallen into me and also been in that, Oh, I, I need Eric to feel better. And, and that would have been exhausting for you. And then what probably would have happened is you would have started to resent me. Right. And, be and like, not been able to show up for the kids right. in their times of need as well. Like, so yeah, it, it would have had maybe this, this whole repercussion. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a, a huge part of the work that we often talk about on these podcasts is that idea of differentiation and mm-hmm. for you to be able to sit in that fire and be with me in that moment, but not necessarily kind of emotionally fuse yourself to me right? and, and right. take on my emotions. Mm-hmm. But how can I be here beside you and still be autonomous and me being an individual and allow you to experience things right beside me? Right. And in that moment, I was able to allow you to experience your emotions, but give you the space to do it because I, I wasn't in a place where I could sit in the fire with you, but I could see the fire from afar and let you be in it and, you know, not watch you burn because you didn't get that far, but just watch you, you know, just be angry and, and be frustrated and be hard on yourself. And I keep reminding you, you're great. I love you and re- really affirm that. But you did mention something at the beginning of the podcast and you talked a lot. Um, you said for men, it shows up a lot. Um, needing uh sex intimacy in the form of sex right yeah and i think for you um we did have this conversation off the air kind of about you kind of looking for validation through sex looking for me to make you feel good you wanted to be taken care of Mm -hmm. and um for me i i all often notice that because you're really good at initiating usually and uh, or mentioning it or talking about sex. But when you're in modes like that, those conversations go flat because I'm not somebody who brings it up often. Right. And what happens is I'll notice because I'm like, ooh, he hasn't been talking about sex. He hasn't been bringing it up. He hasn't been initiating it. He hasn't been asking for it. He's just kind of like there. So okay. I'm like, does he want it? Is he in the mood to receive it? Like if I initiate it, will he accept it? And I'm already very insecure about initiating. So it's very hard for me to initiate in those moments because I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's, he, I see you as, as so fragile in those moments that I'm like, I don't want to, you know, burden him with like my needs. So I just kind of like, that's okay. Like I don't, I don't need this right now. Um, but there's also a part of me I really don't want you to take offense to this, but it's not sexy. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. I was like, is it attractive? It's because not, it must not sexy. Be attractive. Yeah. I like, I like my man. I like my man to want me and, and take care of me. And that guy you sounds know. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he exists. He's within you, love. He's within you. I see him. <laughs> that's, uh, but I want, I, that's the way I want you to show up sexually for me. So when you're sulking all day mm-hmm. and hard on yourself and I don't know, and I don't like this and I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. It's not sexy. And it, and it sounds crazy, but like there has been times when that is the type of sex that we've had. Sex was really about this kind of your duty as a wife mm-hmm. to make me happy. And that was putting a lot of pressure on our sex life because like you said, right, it, it's, that's not an enjoyable It became sex an life obligation, yeah. right? It became an obligation and not something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I do it and I check it off the list and okay, I, I satisfied my husband this week. I'll try again next week. And when I started taking ownership for my own sex life and my own desires when it came to the bedroom and saying, you know, this is what I want in bed and this is how I want to feel. Um, 
it changed our sex life Yeah. because all of a sudden I wasn't having sex for you. I was having sex for me. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard for me in those moments to initiate sex with you because I'm like, it becomes a duty again. 100%. It turns, it, tur- it goes back into being a duty. And when I do initiate in those moments, it's very like, well, I better do this for him so he feels good. And mm-hmm. it goes back to my old mentality of sex where sex isn't about me and, and my desires and my needs. It goes back into you know, oh, I have to take care of Eric and this is how he feels love right now. So it's tough. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes that can show up in a marriage. Uh, And if it happens from time to time, it it can be okay. Like it can be healing, right, in a sense Mm -hmm. for us to come together and you caretake for me in that way. Um, I don't know that that like we're there yet because I think in our marriage that that is still quite dysfunctional, right, for you Mm -hmm. to bring that energy to our sex life and for me to bring that energy where... I need this to feel validated, right? I think it's still quite dysfunctional. Maybe we haven't learned that yet. Maybe it's not even something that exists, right? Where it's (laughs) done in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, You know, and and as as you were talking about it, you know, and because I totally agree with what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And and I love that that you mentioned that and I love that you were open and honest about it because it is, it's not attractive. It's not Mm -hmm. sexy. And so the type of support that I need, I think it's important for us to create awareness that it's not sex that I need. Hmm. And for you to say that, right, when I'm longing for this, you know, for you to be able to have a conversation like, hey, I I know this is what you think you need, but like this is like a fix for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think for, you know, we have the type of relationship where uh, sexuality is a big part in our marriage, but some people it isn't. And to them, you know, they use pornography for this. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is, you know, I need that quick fix. So I'll go and I'll, I'll look at some porno and I'll feel good. But then inevitably what happens, which happens in our moments, too, when we have sex this way, is the feeling kind of goes away. It's just a hit. Right. And then those feelings come back and right. I still feel crappy. And it's like, this didn't solve my problem. So then I start to like think about our sex life in this resenting way. I'm like, this right. was supposed to fix this. And, and then, didn't. yeah. And then when you're in that moment and you're in that mindset, you nitpick a lot. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll start having, bringing up conversations of our sex life. You know, our sex is always the same. Da, 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 da. And it's like, where is this coming from? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's really, it's coming from that one night where you thought it would fix, but it didn't. Yeah. Where I, I feel the sense of loneliness and I thought us connecting sexually was going to fix it and get rid of it. And it didn't. Yeah. Therefore, we need to have sex a different way to solve that. Exactly. Instead of looking outside of the bedroom and, and really, you know, what we want to get to in here is looking within myself mm-hmm. to reconnect to myself to be able to find that within me. Because right. what often happens for men is, you know, and, and women, I'm not just saying men, but I'm saying people in general. You can only talk for men because right. you're a man. Because that's my experience, right? And <laughs> But what I often find is that I go to you looking for you to fix something within me when it's something that I need to deal with myself. Therefore, no matter what you do, it'll never get rid of this feeling. Right. Right. Because it's something that I need to take care of within me. Yeah. Right. And that I can't like as much as you try to crowd away those thoughts, you can kind of support me a bit. But if you use like the icing on the cake analogy, Mm. you know, it's like I need to have the cake and you put icing on it. Well, in those moments, it's like you're just putting icing on a plate. At the beginning, you said that you were in this for a couple of weeks, going on to three weeks. But I have seen your mood change and I've had I have seen some change in your personality and I I see you coming out of your funk. So what is it uh, that you did? Yeah, for sure. So I I definitely want to go into that. and I don't want to make this episode too long. One thing that I really want to hit on here, which is really important, which we didn't touch base on is a huge part of the reason that I wasn't, um, you know, connecting with you and going to you to help me heal that Mm -hmm. was not only because I didn't want to feel rejection, but it was also because I didn't want to be a burden on Mm -hmm. you. Right. Because huge. yeah, Yeah. Because the thought that I would be a burden on you 
it really affirmed the belief that I had in that moment of myself, which is I'm useless, yeah. right? Yeah. That I can't take care of myself, that I can't handle things, I can't grow my business, I can't take care of my own health, I can't I deal with myself. I should be a man. Right, and now <laughs> here it is, I have to go to Kate and be a burden on her too. Right. So I'm going to avoid doing that and I'll just isolate and do it on my own. And this is something that, you know, men, but and women, oh, yeah. deal with all the time, right? Guilty. I don't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think viewing our relationship as a place where I can openly have this conversation without expectations, right? And say like, hey, this is kind of how I'm feeling and not expect you to do anything. And you just saying, hey, I appreciate you sharing that. And mm-hmm. that's it. But just me vocalizing it and putting it out there feels great. So I, I just wanted to add that because I think that was another huge part of what was preventing me from reaching for you is that I didn't want to be a burden on you with everything you had going on in your life. Right. And, and I think, you know, just kind of like wrapping this up, as you mentioned, I'm kind of getting out of this funk. And, and I talked about reconnecting to myself. And I think that's a huge thing, right? Oh, yeah. um, a lot of what this stems from, uh, and not to go too deep into psychobabble, but it's like it, it stems from those inner child issues, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's really important for me as the adult Eric to take care of some of those softer feelings within me that the inner child is bringing up, right? Of I'm not good enough or, you know, I'm unlovable or all these stories that I have in my head from, from my past. And in order to reconnect with myself, for me, I've gotten really clear about things is one, one thing that I switch in my life when I try to reconnect myself is I no longer read for growth. Uh, instead, I read for joy, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a huge nerd. I, I love science fiction books and things like that. So I, I took some time. I think you should say that. You might be insulting people who don't feel they're nerds. And <laughs> I'm <they> totally <laughs> proud of being a nerd. <laughs> He's I have no a really shame. sexy nerd. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, so really finding that joy for me and doing things that I enjoy and as much as we kind of hit this one on the head constantly, I had to start exercising and moving mm-hmm. my body. I had to start lifting things. I had to start hitting things. Sweat the stress out. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's something I neglect because I'm like, oh, that's hard. I don't want to do it. But the reality is like, it, you know, it started with simple walks while listening to, you know, fiction audiobooks, And then it ended up being a run to lifting to hitting the heavy bag. Mm-hmm. And then I think I slowly started to get that wheel turning and understanding like, man, I feel good. Um, and then lastly is I started to open up about it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you guys know, like tribe is, is hugely important to Kate and I. Um, and so reaching out to my tribe, uh, I sent a video to like, you know, I have a group of like 10 of my closest friends. We're all in a messenger group together. And I just sent a video how like I'm struggling and this is what's going on for me. Mm-hmm. And I just sent that out and, and I, you know, a lot of guys related, a lot of guys just outpoured how much they love me. Some guys called me and just reaffirmed how great I was and, and how much I've impacted their lives and just that it's totally okay to feel this way mm-hmm. and then I'll get out of it. And I've been in this before and, and this is part of life. Mm-hmm. And so I think those were really some things that allowed me to reconnect to myself because, you know, we say this all the time, but you know, we, Kate and I believe firmly that in order to show up for your spouse, it's really important to be able to connect with ourselves, right? That's, that's our marriage philosophy. That's what it's all about. And if you guys want to go back and listen to the first episode of our podcast, like where we talk about our marriage philosophy. Mm-hmm. And if you if you are not a healthy version of yourself, it's very hard for you to create a healthy marriage. Right. It's like like you said, you know, unless the cake is baked nice and, you know, firm, nobody can ice it. Nobody can put the cherry on top. Nobody can add to it. Mm-hmm. So you really, really have to have that strong foundation, which is yourself and taking care of the most important person in your life. You. So do you want to wrap this up, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for everything we do, uh, check us out at EvolveMarriage.com. If you guys do need coaching, so I help men specifically, uh, young fathers be able to communicate about intimacy Mm -hmm. so they can have deeper, more connected intimacy with their spouses uh, instead of just always fighting about it. So if you need coaching with that, uh, you can go ahead at EvolveMarriage.com slash coaching. 
Uh, and feel free to reach out to us. Uh, if you guys relate to this episode, if you have any feedback for us, we're happy to hear it uh, and share this episode because we need your help to co-create this movement of impacting marriages all over the world, lowering the divorce rate and really just creating amazing marriages. Yeah. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for being here again with us. Um, we love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>